0: on 2FM with Leia Healthcare always a beat ahead visit LeahHealthcare.ie. Leia Healthcare looking after you always
1: Ellen Keane has done it all she's a gold medalist and four time Paralympian and advocate she's even made the final Dancing with the Stars don't you know and now she's an author too but her new book Perfectly imperfect gives an idea of all the work it took and still takes to get where she is today and where she wants to go next. Elna's here with me now. How's it going? Are you well?
0: I'm just defrosting. That's <laughs> what I'm doing. I was walking in. I'd only parked her in the corner and walking in. And I was like, why did not I wear a hat? Oh, you should have wore a hat. I know. Very gold. Very gold. Silly girl. In my Uggs though. In my Uggs. Okay. Are they
1: back now, the Uggs? I
0: don't think Uggs ever went away. They didn't go away in my life anyway. <laughs> in the long time. Um, okay. Let's get to the book. When were you approached about this, first of all? Was this always something that you wanted to do? Um, it was something that me and my agent had talked about a few times. And do you know when you're kind of talking yourself out of situations and you're like, oh, I've, I haven't done enough yet. I don't know if I have enough of a story to tell. And then it was actually after Dancing with the Stars that I got approached about it. And I was like, do you know what? I have my gold medal. I've done Dance with the Stars. I, I just feel like I have a bit a bit, of, bit more of experience outside of the pool as well to be able to relate to people and tell a bit more of my story.
1: Mm. Okay, well, let's get to that story because early in the book, it comes across that growing up, um, you didn't have a see it to believe it kind of role model, did you? So uh, at what age did you start feeling a bit different?
0: I don't really know when I started. I guess I was always a little bit aware. So when I was a kid, you know, like short sleeve T-shirts. I always thought they were made for me. And I didn't really, because like they fit my arm perfectly. And I didn't realize that like everyone wore them. And then just...
1: That's the cutest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) Isn't (laughs) it?
0: But I was really aware. And I guess just even watching TV and seeing people in relationships. And there's never any disabled person getting love and it was always like if you look at Disney movies like it's always the villain is the disabled person like Captain Hawk or yeah. things like that and then the only kind of role model I had in the media was finding Nemo as a fish like it was just a bit ridiculous so there was no one for me to look up to and I guess it was always kind of there in the back of my mind it just grew legs and got bigger mm-hmm. when I became a teenager and
1: what did swimming do for you then as a kid
0: But well, that's the thing about having something you're passionate about and having sp- like sports oh my god, god did Nemo in and- Inspire you to get into the bill. <laughs> no, no, Nemo's based off me. Not, I'm not based off.
1: You. <laughs> so you, you get into the bill, and
0: obviously you had a talent, but you've some drive. Yeah I don't know it's just as soon as I was in the water I just like my mind switched off it was all about like what I was doing with my body rather than what it looked like and I guess that's what I talk about in the book because not everyone's going to be able to relate to sport but they might be able to relate to a passion yeah. that they have it could be dancing it could be sewing it could be any like art Um, and it's just about finding something that you're passionate about that you can get lost in yeah. so you can kind of forget about the things you're not confident about and mm-hmm. you build your confidence through something that you're good at and you're passionate about because that's what happened to me and it was only through sport and through swimming that I knew I could be happy I knew I could be a bubbly happy girl because I had been in the pool it was just when I was out of the pool that I wasn't so I kind of just from there I had to really train myself and force myself into situations where I wasn't comfortable but I had to kind of act confident and believe I could be confident and that's how it kind of started to get better Anyone who
1: knows your story, um, I would presume you must have had an incredible time at uh, the uh, Paralympics in Beijing at 13. <laughs> 13,
0: my God. Why do you think it was too soon? Oh, my God. Madness. It's because it's it's an adult world. And I was okay. 13. I was a child. I had never been even kissed at that stage. like, mm-hmm. And I was being thrown into this adult world and being expected to be treated like an adult and act like an adult. And I had all of these responsibilities. And it was all about what I was eating, when I was eating, when I was resting, making sure I was recovering and all of these things. And I hadn't even gone to a major international. Like I was going from club galas and little competitions in Ireland and Dublin to the Paralympic Games. I'd never gone to Europeans. I'd never gone to a world championships. So I went from small to as big as it can get and then I had to come back down and just my motivation absolutely plummeted Okay, and I got there off talent like no 13 year old has done enough work like they always say it takes 10,000 hours to become an expert at something there's no way I'd done that work so like when it came to Trying to get better. I didn't get better. I was stagnant. I was getting worse. And then I was a teenager. And you know, when you're a teenager, you want to spend time with your friends. Mm-hmm. You want to go to underage discos. You want to, you want everything. You want to live. And you also have to do well in school. Yeah. So you have so many responsibilities. So it was too much. It was, it was too, too much. and too that much affected too you. soon, yeah. Uh, yeah. But you
1: do seem in, in many ways quite, uh, you know, an independent person. You went to a UK boarding school. <laughs> right? UK boarding school, moving out uh, not long afterwards. But um, you had a bit of fear of being alone. Is that right?
0: Um, do you know what it is? It's, it's when I was alone, I just kind of would get in my own head and I would kind of was really really good at negative self-talk like really good oh where are you yeah like that was all your thing us. yeah that thing <laughs> okay. but that's another thing about the book because I'm so aware as how bad I was at it um and that's the thing like it's even mo- with
1: everything you've you, you were achieving as a kid you were still having
0: these negative yeah, yourself. yeah but I had like I had no one to look up to and I was so uh like ashamed and embarrassed about being different and being Mm. disabled. And I hid my arm so much, I was so insecure. So talking about being an athlete and being proud of being an athlete was really difficult because if I acknowledged I was an athlete and I was a Paralympian, I had to acknowledge I was disabled, which I couldn't do. And it's not like I have an obvious disability where... My mobility is affected. There sure. has to be adjustments made if I can't access a building. Like I can, I'm pretty fortunate where my disability, I, I can fit into society quite well, which isn't the case for a lot of people. And it's just like once you realise it's the double takes that I couldn't take. So, yeah, I don't know. I just I, I really, really, really struggled.
1: The book has lots of letters to your younger self. <laughs> And made me cry while I was writing them. I was going to say, I'd say it was a very emotional process to go to go back to those times in your life because you've mm. come so far. And did you recognize that person who wrote those letters in a way?
0: I when I was writing them, I felt like I was kind of looking back into a movie or something. That's some. this happened to somebody else because now I am. Now I love myself so much, I love my arm, I'm very happy in myself and my body and that has taken so much work and even just reflecting back, not so much my 10-year-old self, but my 15-year-old self, that letter hurt because that was probably at my peak of my insecurities and my peak of my negative self-talk and even just acknowledging that I did come through that and I am a stronger person now and maybe there's someone reading the book that... It's not that you have to be 15. It was just 15 was the age that I was at when it was the hardest. So even just someone reading the book now and knowing that there's another version of themselves out there that's stronger. Like I'm a completely different version of myself. And I hope it just gives people hope. Yeah, absolutely. It's what I do have.
1: One of the best letters features the phrase uh, embrace the puke." (laughs) explain yourself
0: yeah so that's just like pushing myself getting into like growing and and when it comes to training and pushing my body I love feeling the puke yeah I love it because it means I'm well, I'm like definitely doing myself. something
1: wrong in the gym because I never <laughs> feel like that.
0: That's why I'm not a. a <laughs> Even last night, when I you had a horrible session. Really, last night. Yeah. you would push yourself so hard that you actually feel sick. Oh god, yeah. But then you just think of it. Is that what it takes? The bigger picture. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like when I do find myself in those situations where I'm really struggling and I want to give up and I don't want to keep going, I think of gold medals I think of so like what I've actually started doing when I'm doing a set now where I'm counting down say we have like eight reps of something and the first six are easy number seven in my head is silver and number eight in my head is gold so that's kind of what pushes me to be a little bit more extra in the last two yeah
1: it's amazing you're talking about this because we've had, I think it was this week I don't even know what day it is um, but we've been talking a lot with neuroscientist Brian Penny about comfort zone and, and the, mm. the key to I don't know, happiness maybe or having a balanced life is getting out of your comfort zone. Yeah, and you're doing that in the pool. Yeah, regularly.
0: And outside of the pool, I think, too, I think when you're in your comfort zone, time goes by so quickly Mm. and it's so scary like it can just be like a blur when you're outside of your comfort zone and you're pushing yourself and you're doing something different and you're doing something new time goes by a lot slower and you're a lot more present in the moment and I I think that's just you know when you're a kid and time goes by so slowly it's because you're learning so many new things all of the time when you're outside of your comfort zone that's what you're doing you're learning you're becoming a different person you're growing and I think it's just so lovely so you've mastered that. Have you mastered the
1: relationship aspect of your life? Because you said that you would even rush into relationships as a way to avoid being alone. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're like, you'll do. You over there is that? <laughs> is that what it was like? Would you just be like, oh God? Do you know I'll what do. it was?
0: It was when I was growing up, and I hadn't seen anyone like me in relationships or anyone, yeah, any disabled person getting loved or feeling loved. I guess as soon as I got a little bit of, of attention, I was like, oh my God, they want me. They they don't care that I'm disabled. And then I would just accept any sort of love that I was getting, even, even if it meant being treated badly. And that's not just in romantic relationships, that was in friendships as well. And I always just became less than because I'm the disabled one so I'm obviously not the right one in this situation like I don't know what's right my opinion on things is wrong and I would be just beaten down so much by other people about even my taste in music I was so paranoid about choosing a playlist or putting music on because so many people had told me I was wrong for so many years and I believe that and so now I'm just really mindful of how people treat me um, and even like getting out of a relationship and realizing, oh God, I did it again. So, just I take things a bit slower now, and I, and I see all these like throughout the book as well. These loads of different quotes that I love, but one quote that I came across recently was, "Oh, silly me, I forgot I'm the love of my life," and that's just so important. Mm-hmm. You really need to put yourself first.
1: Can we mention uh, the rest thing? Because, I mean, it's quite common that athletes um, rarely allow themselves to rest and have the ability to just take time out um, of their goals and all that kind of stuff. And as an athlete, that is normal. But since your ADHD diagnosis... Do you understand it a little bit better? Like why, how important it is and that kind of stuff?
0: Yeah, switching off is so important. But it's not even just an athlete thing because even, Jen, I know yourself, you're doing everything at the moment. Trying to. Yeah, yeah, but you are and you're doing it so well. But it's just so important to make sure that you take time for yourself and make sure that you're taking time to get that sleep in or to just even have a few minutes of the day to just close your eyes and, and zone out. I think zoning out and daydreaming is the most amazing thing ever for your brain and as I've gotten older I know like technology is the most amazing thing ever but like doom scrolling is awful so and I'm, it's exhausting it's exhausting so i've gotten into a really good habit of just leaving my phone downstairs when i go to bed good on even you. though i'm like oh i promise myself i won't look at my phone when i go to bed i will i like am ah, I'm, yeah. I'm not a fool i know myself <laughs> so i leave it downstairs and then i get a good night's sleep's rest and um, even now i have i'm wearing an aura ring And that just tracks my sleep. And yeah, and just even taking time for yourself. Like, do you know when you have a day off or like maybe a few hours in the day to yourself and you're like, oh, I should really see my friend or I should really do this. No, just... Be bored. Be bored. Sit down on the couch and watch telly. Like, allow yourself
1: yeah. to do that. Don't We'd, tell anyone. And don't tell anyone. Because, yeah, it's, sometimes we just don't allow ourselves yeah. to do that. And, and as it's soon as people awful. know
0: you're available, oh, my God, they just want <laughs> to take advantage of that. You're like, leave me alone. That is so true. And Now,
1: this year, you're going for gold again in Paris, but your goal is to enjoy the experience. Yeah, is that would right? <laughs> be
0: fun. Uh, what if they have those poxy-recycled beds like you had in Tokyo? Would oh you God. still enjoy? <laughs> no, yeah. Like, I don't actually know what the plan is for the village itself. I know okay. they're trying to make it environmental as well. I think the biggest struggle we're probably going to have is they're planning on not having any AC. Oh, lovely. So, yeah, that's fun. <laughs> Million degrees in France, but it's fine. <laughs> um, Yeah, no, it's my last year. And it's just, I know myself, I, I swim fast when I'm happy and I'm relaxed. Okay. So that's what I'm just trying not to overthink it. And I think people do their best as well when they're just in the moment. Mm. So that's what I'm trying to do. And at the... We have such a great team, especially the swimmers. They're I'm like the oldest one by eight years, which can be quite hard. But they're just such a great group of girls and boys and they, they're really determined. So I'm really proud to be kind of like the older one on the team and seeing them to the games and seeing what they can achieve. Are you proud of this book? I am and you know what every time I read it I cry so (laughs) even when it was coming out but it's so uplifting
1: and such an important message for everyone out there it is a gorgeous read Ellen Keane thanks for coming in best of luck in Paris whatever the beds are like uh, in August is that right oh my god no AC in August oh jeez good luck with that Ellen's new book is called Perfectly Imperfect it is out now make sure you go and grab it and we'll be right back after these James Zamperali on 2FM with Leia Healthcare always a beat ahead visit leiahhealthcare.ie Leia Healthcare, looking after you always.